I'm Kim. Stuart. And Scott. Welcome to the Fear Me Podcast. This is episode 141. Hello. How about that? Scott, how are you doing this week? How am I doing this week? You powering through it, buddy? I am. Yeah, I'm powering through the week. It's uh, it's been the usual hijinks and hanky-panky and stuff going on. Um, (laughs) Nothing much happening, though, huh? No, no. Yesterday... Yesterday we had a guy, two times outside my classroom, start masturbating. Um, <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was it made for a very interesting day. What do you guys teach in there? Um, well, we teach all kinds of things, Stuart. Apparently, anatomy is not one of them. All right. Okay. I did. Okay. Good. I didn't think that was part of the curriculum. <laughs> No, it's not. No, and the funny thing was is there were two reports made to our security personnel, and one said it was a woman and one said it was a man. Okay. How do you confuse that? Um, well, let's just say we're going to be doing anatomy lessons going forward. From now on. And some observation lessons. Um, <laughs> was it like anyway, by the front yeah. door to the classroom or anything? Yeah, it's on a bench right outside my lab. Oh, that's awesome. God, just out in the open. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess he was just really relaxed and was this know, a just, student? Yeah, well, former student. It was about he was one of my students for like about five years ago. I hadn't seen him from forever. five years ago. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I guess he missed me. <laughs> was he was he like staring through the window at you? Uh, no, it was just I didn't actually I didn't have the the joy of seeing it. It was just reported to me. Um, oh, so. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, so that's a little bit yeah, more of an entertaining yes. week, at least. We yes, have nothing I mean, like I'm, that happen here. <laughs> good, 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 good. Yeah, yes, I work in a fun boring. industry. I'm, I'm, As it compared to you, yeah. Guessing he missed his well, bench. Yep, yeah, it was his favorite bench. <laughs> obviously, um, obviously. Yes, we will not be putting his name on it. Though. I just will tell you that. He already put his name on <laughs> yeah. it. He puts he put a mark on it. That's for yes, sure. Yes, he left. Um, <laughs> So, how was your guy's week been? I don't think I can uh, measure up to that one at all. Oh, I don't know, Stuart. I imagine you can. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so congested, and every time you guys make me laugh, it hurts. Oh. Good. Well, that makes for a good podcast. I'm sorry. That gives us goals. <laughs> the allergies, they're getting really bad here in Atlanta. <laughs> so congested. I'm sorry. Really? Yes. So what's, bad, what's been going on okay. with you guys? What's been going on with you guys? Anything uh, fun? I broke my toe. That's um, right. That's I forgot great. about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother story. Write in uh, if you want to hear my story. Um, <laughs> other than that, yeah. Uh, no, things are going well. Kim? I've had nothing happen to me. I'm okay, good. good. <laughs> I think, what was Kim's reaction to your toe breaking? Something like, what in the hell did you do? Yeah, it was like, uh, why do you keep doing that? I think is what she said. Uh, yeah. yeah. I said yeah. I was going to wrap you in bubble wrap. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. That's well, that, now, that was this morning. After I had broken my toe, I thought everything was okay. And I went to wake the kids up this morning in their room, and I stepped on a toy. Oh, actually, it was <laughs> Keller's uh, noodle necklace. And the whole thing... <laughs> St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, from St. Patrick's Day. The whole thing just shattered under my foot. And I was like, oh, my God. And I, like, ran into the wall. No, 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 no. That's not even the worst of it. On Friday... That was kind of the worst of it for me. On Friday, <laughs> when we woke up to, to get the kids ready to school for school, the dog was in the bathroom drinking out of the toilet because oh, the kids left the toilet yeah. seat open. That was pretty bad. Stuart trips over... <laughs> 
a bench in the bathroom. Stool. It was a, a turtle falls stool. Falls into the shower and rips the curtain down. Yeah. I fell. <laughs> I fell between the toilet and the bathtub. <laughs> Somehow I, I like perfectly fit in between the two. And I was telling a friend about this, and they were like, oh, you have boys, right? And I was like, yeah. They're like, that's probably the worst place to fall. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so that's three things. So and were you cussing days. a blue storm after you fell into your <laughs> not niche? Oh, no. When I fell in the niche, I was laughing my ass off. Because <laughs> I went in all mad, like, bro, get out of there. And I just like, <laughs> I mean, it was just a calamity of errors. I just like, I tripped on a stool. And then fell and tried to, and I kind of grabbed the trash can and pulled the whole shower curtain down on top of me. It hit me in the head, and I was just laying there, and I just started laughing at myself. And that is why I suggested we put you in bubble wrap. Yes. when You I, got mad at me. Oh, You're like, what? The broken toe incident happened after that. The day yeah. after. Yeah, you, you, yeah, that was the day. That was, yeah, that's true. You've had a better week than I have. Yeah. Jeez, man. I know. So, yeah, there's more to the broken toe incident. There's like a whole lineup of things that happened. Again, sequence. if you want to hear this story, please write in. Yep. Stuart will be happy to send you a play yeah, by I will. play. I'll, I'll print that up on a t-shirt and give it to somebody. There you go. Speaking of which. That was quite an error. You need to get some t-shirts going. I, I don't want to hear it. Okay. So are we going to talk about our episode tonight? Or are we, we going to talk, talk about, about how first. much of a klutz I am? We need to figure out what y'all are drinking oh, yeah. while y'all are doing all this crazy stuff. Oh, yeah. No, that, this was not... <laughs> and were you drinking when it happened? No, this was not during drinking. This was, I was excited. I was excited about St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Toilet water. <laughs> Pee water. Yeah, yep. I wasn't excited about that. Um, Scott, what do you have? Um, I'm drinking Vital Signs IPA from Birdsong Brewery oh, in okay. Charlotte. Cool. I don't think we've heard of that. I've heard a bird song. I don't know if I've seen mm-hmm. that beer before. Yeah, this is the first time I've had this. It's actually really good as part of their IPA series. I guess that means it won't be around long. Um, <laughs> but it, yeah, it's a it's a nice IPA. It's not their best. Does it? But uh, so it doesn't taste like it should be around long. No, no. I mean, I like it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do like it. They've got a, another one though that I like better. But uh, yeah, it's pretty good. How about you? We are drinking. A Gate City Brewing Company beer called Citrus Maximus. It's out of Roswell here in Atlanta. And it's citrusy IPA, but it's really good. It's not super sweet. Mm-hmm. It's drinkable. It's, it's, I can actually drink a lot of it. Yeah, this. it's actually a very good IPA, but yeah, it does have a, a nice citrus flavor to it. Uh, and cool. Gate City is, yeah, our local brewery. Uh, Scott, you've been there. They have like a big yep. tasting room and... You can taste like yep, 20 yep, different place. beers right there. Um, yep. Some of theirs have been some questionable. Some are really mm-hmm. good. Um, so, right. yeah, I mean, they're constantly experimenting. That looks good. You got yeah. to save one for me. Yeah. No, we will. We may ha- we may have to go there when <coughs> our when our other brother comes. I do think that that is uh, probably a good idea. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. We're going to talk about The Walking Dead, Season 9, Episode 14, Scars. Nine scars. It's scar. like a Lion King episode scar. Yeah. So we finally see what the scars are all about, which we've been talking about for a long time. Which yes, I don't think do. Scott was too happy about. What? Were you? Um, what do you think you about know, the episode overall, first of all? Okay. Okay. Um, at first, hated it. <laughs> um, softened my... Hated? My, really? Hated? It's very strong well, I words. Was, I was pissed. I was pissed, pissed? is what it was. Yeah. I... Really, what it is is, is as as I've thought about it, I was disappointed. Yeah, I was disappointed that that was the the whole thing behind the communities breaking up and and all the angst between you know Michonne and Tara and all them was over this. I was like, really? What did you want I mean, it really, to be? I thought it was going to be some kind of a conflict that happened between the communities. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, yeah. something a bigger thing. This was just this was just a traumatic time for Michonne that shut down all the communities. Yeah, this really? was her own fear shutting everything down. Yeah, yeah, I no, agree with no. That. I, I, agree I mean, that's that was. I was very disappointed in their solution to it. Um, don't. But having said that, if I did not, you know, if I pushed my my disappointment in the episode aside and so forth, I thought it was very well acted, and it had a lot of um, you know really good scenes in it. I, there was some other things in there that I thought was were, were pretty ridiculous, uh, mainly um, 
you know, here's Michonne running into the children of the corn, and it just happens to be one of her best friends that's running the crowd. It's like I, uh, I was talking to my friend Melissa about it, and she, she was like, you know, I was saying, well, really, so you're going to run into one old friend of yours six years after all this has gone down, or, or whatever years it is since all this has gone down. And she said, well, I meet people, I, I meet my friends at Harris Teeter all the time. And I said, I'm not talking about Harris Teeter in Virginia. <laughs> I mean, no, you don't run into your friends in Harris Teeter in Virginia if you live in North Carolina. Yeah. So it was a really weird coincidence. Uh, but. Yes. When Kim and I went on our honeymoon. Oh, that's true. We went to Waikiki. Yeah, we were in Hawaii. Yes. And yes. we were, I was sitting out on the porch and there was a bunch in of chickens. Our hotel. Yeah, a bunch of chickens were running around. I was like, oh, this is crazy. Just wild chickens running around. Nice. And all of a sudden this guy walks out underneath our balcony and walks out and he's messing with the chickens or whatever. And Kim says. Hey, professor. It was one of my professors from Portland State. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He was staying nice. in the room right below us. Nice. Yeah. So some coincidences. coincidences we've, yeah, and we've it's, had a couple yeah. of those too. But come on. Come on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, we're always joking about the fact that uh, it seems like that there's nobody else out in there, yeah. out there running across Texas and Louisiana and so forth, except for our friends on fear. Um because they keep running into each other all the time. Uh, so, yeah, this coincidence there right off the bat, I was just going, oh, come on, give me a break. Not only that, I mean, it's Michonne that finds her. You know, it, it's... How can I say this? <laughs> <laughs> I wish the audience was, could have seen you just then. He's exasperated, you guys. <laughs> I just thought it was way too silly and convenient. I, um, I, I appreciate your comments on the convenience of some of this stuff. And um, I'm... I thought the episode was great. Like you said, the acting was great. Um, you got kind of mm-hmm. hung up on some of the storyline parts of it that probably could have been handled in a different way. Which uh, is a pretty big part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is a big part of it. But, you know, and they did build up to these things. And they had to answer some of these questions because they kept showing us, like, the scars. They kept really hanging on Michonne having this hang-up about them not getting the communities together. So they had to answer what that was. So, yeah, I think some Absolutely. of the stuff, some of, some of the answers were a little too convenient. Some of their wrap-ups of what the, the background story on this stuff was a little too convenient. But I, th- I enjoyed the episode myself and watched it twice. And, yeah, I guess, I, I you know, some of it was a little too tidy. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I think it was good overall. yeah. I guess I didn't really think about it the way that you described it, Scott, but I can see where you're coming from. Especially coming, like, she's from Georgia, meeting somebody up in Virginia. That's a little weird. I thought it was a great episode. I love the use of flashbacks versus present. Stuart was very confused during all that stuff. I wasn't very confused. I was... You seemed pretty confused. He ran into the bathroom and fell I... down between the toilet and the shower. He got stuck. <laughs> yeah, well, that was that was primarily <laughs> because I hit my head on the bathtub. <laughs> ah, that's what it was. I, on the other hand, was able to follow along just perfectly fine. No, there were. I, I would say that that was probably my hang-up uh, for the episode was that them jumping back and forth so much. Why did she have a baby one minute and then not a baby no. the next? What the hell? Well, the the part that I love the most. Speaking of that. Is when she's actually fighting with the kids and it keeps going back and forth between present and past. That was really cool. Didn't yeah. you think? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah. You mean the battle scene? Yeah. Where she's fighting the kids and then she's fighting the, uh, the walkers, walkers yes. at the same time. Yeah, I mean there was right. they were they were trying. Yeah, to that was very well done. They were aligning the past when she lost her and then with with what was going on in the present. Which yeah, yeah, it was. But it did it got a little confusing when they were jumping. It was mainly towards the yeah. end that where it was kind of jumping back and forth a little bit more. Well, I, I don't think it was that confusing, but yeah, it was. <laughs> you know, a lot of times when they have shows like this, when they do a lot of flashbacks, they don't really give much of a hint that you're in a flashback. Mm-hmm. This right. one, they give kind of like the color tones are different. Well, they had that mm-hmm. noise too. There was a a sound that they would make when they would go to the flashback. It was like a yeah. You know what? That's that's actually true. I hadn't thought about it, but you're right. There was a different sound to it too, and a background sound too. Yeah. And then, of course, you've got Michonne's big belly. Yeah. That tells you that there's a difference in scenery. She could have had, just had like a huge meatball sub or something. 
Well, it could be. She was about ready to pop. She was about ready to pop. Like had her the belly, belly button, button was stick, sticking stick, out. Yeah. <laughs> she had a nice little round ball, though. I just, I, you know, I just was so disappointed in, in, I don't know, the, I, I just thought that the whole thing between the communities was like this big blow up between the communities and all this stuff. And I was really interested waiting to find out what that was all about. And also the scars, I was like, okay, this might be really cool. It, the scars to me were kind of a letdown, kind of like the the uh, highwayman symbol that you saw on the sign. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The whole mystery of that was, was kind of like, big. oh, oh, that was it. All right. I don't don't get me wrong. I know Michonne's thing was incredibly traumatic. Don't get me wrong. And she really did a great job playing that out in the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, denied it. Um, and that's why I'm saying a lot of the acting and so forth that went on this. Uh, I love Judith. Um, and so forth, I thought was really, really good. I just was so let down by the premise. Well, that's unfortunate because I was not. I thought. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> okay, and, no. and I'm glad, I actually am glad before you say it real quick. <sighs> I am yeah. glad that you, you brought up the point that, that that was a very traumatic event because it was. And I think that was oh, kind yeah. of probably the key to it. But, yeah. I but I think it shouldn't pro- shut down the three communities. You know, I mean, come on. But that's but I mean, protecting all, all your the rational own. people in the it's community huge. have to be saying that. Yeah, but still, the rational people in the community have to be realize that they have to keep some contact with these other places and so forth. I mean, Michonne shut it down. Well, that's why everybody was mad at her. And the council, they told her as much last week. You can't. So why did the council listen to her? Because she's the head of security. Because Daryl went in before and be like, he, that's just she, one part of the council. Daryl went in before and was like, she just killed like 10 kids. Don't say anything yeah, right. at all. Yeah. I mean, y'all keep it on the down low. <laughs> I mean, you can understand like when they, when they started the episode, you see the, the manhole covers are, are battened down. They're yes. locked down. They've, they've taken so many precautions to avoid all that happening again. What kind of precautions did they take? To avoid Negan's situation happening again. Yeah, like why didn't they, they do something like that before? Because they had actually used the sewers before to for their own to escape. escape. Right. And I think the difference is Rick wasn't around because Rick was kind of a kind of voice of reason, even though he had his own voices going on in his head. Uh, and they were, you know, not so crazy. Or they all were crazy. But um, Rick, had, he held it together. <laughs> yeah. Michelle. moments. Michonne, though, without Rick there as a support and a voice and mm-hmm. somebody to bounce ideas off, she 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 reacted to the situation, and the situation was somebody stole our kids. I'm never letting that happen again. Well, and I think that's what you're seeing through the season, the the uh, previous episodes when everybody's arguing. The council is like, you're making unreasonable decisions here. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they want to have this fair and you're not letting anybody go. You know, she's and she's right, coming. But she, that's what I'm saying. She why does she have the say on who goes or not? Because I know she's the head of security, <laughs> but so what? But she's also the the wife, the the quote unquote wife of Rick, who was the mm-hmm. head of the community. And now she is the pseudo head of the community. So what she said, what she says goes, basically. And and if you think about what happened, Jocelyn was a dear, dear, trusted friend of hers. If somebody that she knows and trusts that well can turn on her like that yeah, and do something so despicable and disgusting as to steal the entire community's children, what would somebody that she does not know do? That was another part I was having a little hard time buying. To tell you the, truth. the whole, the whole, well, the whole children of the corn thing. Um, I mean, what happens when they get older? They knock them off. <laughs> That's I what mean, what I happened to all can. the adults? You know, I, I mean, when you can't, you know, they them. said well, the adults couldn't make it or something like that. I'm like, what? Well, that what one kid, okay. he was okay. like an older teenager. Yeah, the older boy right. that was there. Yeah. Yeah, he well, he was getting ready to get knocked out. Right. So is he like about to have his head off? You think so? Yeah, he's 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 getting knocked out soon. He's about yeah, to get I, the mark. <laughs> that was the other thing too. What was the X? I mean, was that supposed to be like some brand or something? Yeah, well, they, they were going to have to. Okay, Kim, but they were going to kill let him Kim anyway. Explain that because she had to explain it to me. Yeah, they the kids when they were in the hallway, they said whoever gets the marked the mark is the one that. What does it say? What was the quote? Um, 
Whoever gets the mark is the one we kill. Is yeah, it's the one that Pretty dies much. or something like that. And so, so you have to give him the probably, mark and then you kill had them? some sort of rhyming to it. So what I'm so thinking So you have to brand them and then kill them? <laughs> Usually you brand things to show that you own them. Oh. Marked our kill, kill our mark. That's what they said. So what I'm thinking is <laughs> it's kind of like a training session, maybe, where Jocelyn <laughs> like marks their kill. And she's teaching them, like, be ruthless, like, stand strong, don't don't waver, gotta, you gotta do this well, it's, in it's, order to survive. It's teaching Tim, them... Tim, you're not helping me, I can tell you that with it's, that explanation. It's teaching them not to have a fear of killing people, yeah. I think. So, that, so when they... win them? Yeah, but no, 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 no. When they mark them, that is kind of their, you know, getting past the, the point of actually injuring the person. And then they're, yeah, they're brand, kill brand is a brand is a is a mark of ownership. That is what a brand yes, is. Exactly. Exactly. So they are but, supposed to kill the ones that they mark. So right after they brand them? The initial marking process. Yeah. To someone who has never done something like that before, that's pretty uh what's the word I'm looking for? Traumatic? Yes. You have to injure a person if you're not someone who has normally been doing that. And that's pretty traumatic. You've got the person trussed up, ready to 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 be harmed. You have to actually do the deed. You have to ha- keep a steady hand. You have to get your brain ready in order to do that. And then the kids are responsible for them. I don't I don't yeah. think that they necessarily were going to kill them right then. But I think the kids that marked each of those they were going to have to kill them. Yeah, yeah. But because they got away, they which got away. we didn't get to see when I mean, they got it, away. The reason why you brand things you brand you brand a cow. So that when your cow is mixed in with other cows, you know which one's your cow. There's not any sensible argument to this. It's a freaking zombie apocalypse. Okay, (laughs) come on. She's trying to teach them how to kill people. That's that's it. It's like Carol on crack. Don't even make that face. It's like Carol on crack when she was in the prison teaching the kids how to kill. Yes. She yeah, that's that's a hell of a stretch. I don't think she ever did crack in the prison though. That's a hell of a stretch. Which would have explained a lot, though. Kim, did you ever tell us what you thought of the episode? Yes, she did. I said I liked it. Okay, okay. All right, good. Just want to make yes, sure that did. got out there. Yeah, it's out. It's out. All right, it's all so good. that was your brand on the episode. <laughs> that was now, my mark. I'm now ready kill to kill it. it. You start killing it, Kim. <laughs> now, I thought Dog was great. <laughs> you know what I thought was funny? I was like... What? Dude, all right, so the one of the first scenes is Daryl and crew leaving Alexandria late at night so that they will be all incognito in case the whisperers are watching. And then he's like, right. he screams out, dog, <laughs> come on, dog, get over here, <laughs> dog, dog, come on. That's not being so subtle there, Daryl. <laughs> he always yells that out. Like, can't you uh... say, dog, dog, come on. But because I think he thinks he's speaking in dog. So that yeah. no one else hears it. Maybe it's just that's something that he and the dog hear. He's always he's always speaking in dog. <laughs> uh. I have to say that during this episode, one of the the things that bothered me the most was hearing him talk. What? Daryl, because he he whispers like he's so, he, it's such a low tone. Uh huh. That yeah, I was missing some of the stuff that he was saying. I was like, "What the hell did he just say?" I was missing stuff Connie was saying. Well, you, you know, you know something, Stuart. That's really interesting. That now that you bring it up, he was mainly speaking in those tones like that in the scenes from before, in the older scenes, in the flashback scenes, it, in the flashbacks. Yeah, <laughs> he was speaking more like the Daryl we know in the in the uh, updated ones and so forth mm-hmm. um which i thought was kind of interesting now that i think about it because you know we have talked about how different a character daryl is right now True. from what he's been in the past mm. um he's much more demonstrative than he's ever been um so yeah, but that's you, interesting that they may have been actually recognizing that you think about where he was at at that point too both he and michonne were out scouring the river he said he went all the way to the ocean and back trying to look for rick he had just lost his best friend and he was distraught and lonely and sad about everything that had happened (laughs) but even when he was talking on the the dock with judith i was like what the hell did he just say (laughs) 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 you just need to turn the volume up okay maybe i I might be having hearing issues 
I do have five you kids. Hit your head, hit your head a little bit up too hard. Yeah, on the toilet. That might be the bathtub, toilet, and/or stairs I hit my head on. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's talk a little bit about Judith, if we can. Um, <laughs> I injured myself a lot. You know, it still strikes <laughs> me. It still strikes me how uh, I mean the, she, the the girl is a fantastic actress. Yes. Yeah. Um, she is so full of of. Uh, personality and and i, I want to say street smarts but it's now wood smarts i guess well and she has she has more she has command being such a but little she's kid. so much in contrast to henry yeah who's still yeah. just kind of a goofball true you know and and i just i still have a hard time believing henry could be that stupid lame and living oh and hey speaking of stupid has uh eugene become a clown character or what <laughs> i mean yes. He's just in the background throwing out a goofy one-liner every once in a while. Yep. Oh, when he went to go see the, the when they went to go save the kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The girl He's climbs like, in, the, in the cavalier move. Um, yeah. A matter of fact, it's funny because um, Melissa, my friend Melissa, was um, she said she started uh, equating these characters to Andy Griffith's show <laughs> because um, she said Eugene is definitely Gomer. Um, not Cle- Aaron is not Cletus. Aaron is be- what's that? Nope, Gomer. Okay. Aaron is is definitely Floyd the barber. Oh my god. And uh, and um, Judith is definitely Opie. Uh, yeah. Who's Andy? Andy? Yeah. Andy Lincoln. <laughs> well, no, he's not on there. But it's you know it's funny because I I, I was thinking about Judith. I think Carl and the was way more she Opie. says stuff. The way she says stuff, you know, half the half the stuff she says, if you just put paw at the end of it, then. <laughs> It would be Opie. <laughs> then why does it feel so bad, Paul? <laughs> That's a good point. I just I started laughing when she was telling me that. I had to argue with her though that I, I did think uh, Gomer or Eugene was more um, Barney. But uh, anyway, I, I I love that they are showing her as a very strong child who has grown up in the apocalypse and has learned wood smarts, as you say. Mm-hmm. Throughout this time, and that she can hold her own with the adults because you can tell when she's talking to people like Negan or um, Daryl that she's not afraid of them. She's not afraid to speak her mind or her opinion. She she can stand up to them, and then we see her go on this walkabout to try to go after Daryl and <laughs> to go after Daryl and Henry and those guys, and then we find her. We find her. Uh, in the midst of all those walkers. And then Michonne finds her and they do their little killing spree. But then at the very end, she gets attacked by the walker mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she screams out for help. And it's right. It proves that she's still a child who still mm-hmm. needs family around her, still needs adults to help her. See, yeah, I thought I thought after they built her up so much, and and I mean, you're right. I mean, they give her a whole different sense of respect. Like all the adults give her respect, as though she is Rick. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. through the through the entire series. Well, the kid does not speak like a child. I mean, no. good lord. And that's you know, what even, that's what uh, Daryl right, says. Even, that, right, that's not exactly. a child you have there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and sh- so she goes out there and she's handling herself. The only thing that I felt was kind of out of character was the fact that she did all of a sudden have trouble. Because she was handling herself perfectly fine, and then when that one walker grabbed her, she was like, "Ah!" Was like, I think they did that because they don't want us to forget. She's yeah, looking. yeah, no. I, well, and I, they I, also showed her bicycle when Michonne was looking for her. They they showed nice the banana seat on that bad boy. Yeah, that was sweet. That was sweet. Um, but it shows the the innocence of of that she's still a child, basically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not to forget that because like I almost equate her to Enid in some respects. Back in the day when Enid first... Enid with more personality. Well, when Enid first came on the scene and she was the one who was always trying to get out of Alexandria and she was walking through the right. woods, always trying to do anything but yeah. be inside of Alexandria. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 Judith is a, a likable character and Enid is not. <laughs> <laughs> At least well, I've never felt big, that she's been well, a very likable character. But the big difference between Enid, Enid and Judith is that Judith is trying to build things. Enith was just trying to be away. 
Yeah, yeah. she and was just trying to be away from everybody. The other side um, of it is that they're they're comparing her to Carl, which again, I mean, we've had many discussions about how oh, when are they going to lose Carl, or is he going to lose that hat at some point? Even I mean, mm-hmm. Judith is you know maybe early Carl. Well, she's taking like, over like early Carl. She's taking over the Carl role in the comic books. Yes. Oh, okay. That's what's happening. Okay, because he's still younger in the comic books. Well, he's still around in the comic books. Okay. He's not dead. He's round? No. Like, from like the, a fat guy? From all the pudding. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I think that we've kind of been overlooking the relationship between Jocelyn and Michonne and how that deeply affected Michonne and created the person that we now see as this hard-ass person who doesn't want to include any of the outsiders or any of the outside communities, except for the people that are in Alexandria. I think when you when you look deep down and see, I mean, I mentioned this before, that when you see how close the two of them were and how deeply hurt she was by the betrayal that Jocelyn did. Yeah, you're talking about the scene where she's on the, the uh, swing set talking to Daryl. Yeah, oh, there's, there's the scene where you you see the little bloody footprints going to the manhole cover. Oh, that was, was horrible. Like, Jocelyn, no, Jocelyn, yeah. no. Yeah, that was like her first realization that something's wrong. But even when they were in the kitchen and all the kids were outside uh, at the campfire, and the two of them were in the kitchen and they were reminiscing about their the good old days, and Jocelyn says that it's been like 15 years or something since they've seen each other. 15 years, yep. And they mentioned that they were in junior year together. I assume that's college because they talk about the Regents' dinner. Mm-hmm. So they were probably in law school together. And she, and then she goes on to tell Daryl that she was there for when her mother died. You know, all these like major life events, you know, law school is not easy. So all these major life events that Jocelyn was there for and they held each other and cried over things and just were there for each other. And they were so incredibly close. But to have someone do that to you, that's why she shut herself off because yeah. because the other people in the other communities she was maybe not as close as that but she was close to these people and to think that some of those people either could betray her one kind of like Eugene did he wasn't very close to everybody but he did betray everybody or two that they might eventually die and that she would have to be there to see them die like Rick died i think that stimulated all of this wanting to shut ourselves off from the world type of mentality that Michonne eventually had. Kim, can I have one one thing to say about that relationship, though, that kind of struck me as odd was, you know, they portrayed it off as that they were so incredibly close and so forth. I was really surprised that Jocelyn stuck to her ways with the children of the corn. Mm-hmm. Um you know, why she would take the other kids. I mean, if Michonne was that important to her at one point, I would think she would have been embarrassed or uncomfortable with what she was doing, mm-hmm. that she may have faded away in the night and, and disappeared. If you have or a conscience. changed her. Right. <laughs> and I think she was well beyond that. I think she when she found... She was mentally when ill. She, yeah, when she saw Michonne, I think she saw, okay, this is my mark. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, I, I get that, but I still think she would have only taken her kids and left. Yeah, her taking all the other kids was kind of a... Yeah, yeah. that just d- well, d- didn't make sense to me because that would be such a such a incredibly bold move to make um, that really didn't make a lot of sense to me. Honestly, I didn't even catch at first that she had even done that part. The entire time I was like, mm-hmm. oh, she probably just ripped them off because I had kind of a bad feeling about her from the start. But I thought, oh, well, she just took, like, all her supplies and that's it. So I kind of kept thinking that. Yeah, and, and then they saw that she killed that guy. It was guy. like, oh, yeah, they were having a slumber party and the people were killed. It's like, oh, crap, they took all the other kids. Imagine that feeling to go and try to pick up your child and nobody I know, but there. you, like, the like uh, uh, Michonne and them weren't even, like, screaming for the kids or anything. They were just kind of walking around, like... Oh, because I think they, they were didn't, shocked. They didn't want to believe that that I, was what was happening. Uh, but the first thing I would have been like, I'd be like, uh, yeah, but Aiden? you know, she was freaked. She was really freaked out though before she found the dead guy. Yeah, yeah, you when could she tell was it going down eyes. the street. She was really freaked out yeah. at that point. Yeah, I, I will have to say that the the um, they as far as the acting, like you're saying, 
They captured a lot of feeling in their faces in this episode. Nia Guerrero uh-huh. was amazing in this Yeah, she episode. was really good. Yeah. She was but very good. I think for Jocelyn, the reason... I mean, God knows what the reason was behind her doing all this, but she was most definitely mentally ill. And I think when, once she got... When she set the actions into motion with coming into that community... And even though she saw her best, one of her best friends, I think, she, you know, she'd already set it into motion. So like, it's got to happen. Plus, she's got all these kids there and they understand what the deal is. They understand what they're supposed to be doing. And for then for her to be like, mm, nope, we're not going to do this because of Michonne. I think that doesn't back up what she's been telling these kids the whole time, which is that adults don't survive in this world. So she, the kids are already on this path, and she's not going to... Oh, yeah, the yeah, kids yeah, but are they, totally but they, brainwashed. But she has taught them, she has taught them to avoid situations. Mm-hmm. I mean, and going to a place that's full of adults with one of your best friends from when you were young, you know, so supposedly one of your closest friends, mm-hmm. um, that's a situation to be avoided. Stranger danger. It, when you're doing this stuff. I mean, you don't you don't go in there and then... And then take advantage of the situation. You fade into the woodwork or you conform to be part of the community. But you don't do part well, of that. Yeah. I don't understand yeah. why they were trying to recruit more kids in the first place. I guess they can. she considers them as resources for her little army. But it just really just, I don't know, that, that kind of didn't stick with me right. It, it made my taking their relationship real was, was tough. Them having the older boy there didn't stick with me right. It seemed like she would have like offed him. Well, or I mean, it 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 brings up. It a just good made point. you wonder what happened to the adults. I mean, exactly. Like, at what point are you considered an adult? Because he was pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess right. But for me, it just didn't seem like it wasn't very realistic. Um, it was hard for me to. I I had a hard time buying the relationship. I had a hard time buying her her running around with this group of kids. And and that the adults had made it and so forth, you know. And she used uh, the minions to go hunt. Yeah, and she'd I, just send them off, and they would be able to kill everything. It's like, yeah, I, I, I agree I with you on that. It I didn't buy little, it. it I didn't buy it. But it's the perfect setup. You run into somebody that you know and trust, and you take advantage of them. But why is that the perfect setup? Why not? Because I'll tell you why. Because if you do it to a stranger. If you do it to a stranger, you can get away with it. You do it to somebody you know, you bring emotion into it, you bring anger and frustration and so forth. You know, had she not stolen the kids of the community, had she only stolen the food and so forth that they had, and if she didn't know anybody in that community, they're probably not going to give a whole ton of an effort trying to track them down. But you steal their kids you steal their stuff, you kill one of their people, and you happen to be have a personal relationship with the leader of the community. Mm. That's a little... Uh, that's stupid. Yeah, where the hell do you think stupid. you're going to get? But that's, <laughs> that's the irony of the entire situation. That is her, her downfall. She trusted Michonne. She is now no. not an adult that can survive in this world, and she didn't, and neither did any of the kids because Michonne kicked their ass. Yeah, I still don't buy the irony though. Ugh. Oh, and then and then they they um, you know they chain Michonne and Daryl up and brand them like we've been we're talking about before. Somehow they they got released. I mean, that's kind of the convenience of the flashback. They can flash forward. That was Daryl messing with his his yeah. ropes when he was when you saw his fingers moving rapidly. Kim, Kim, <laughs> one of the, you and I are both big fans of Stephen King. Yeah. Okay. And the one thing I always loved about Stephen King, I, I bring this up because I was making this argument with Melissa earlier. Melissa said, "Well, we are talking about a show about zombies here." Right. And I'm like, "All right, all right." I said, "But you know, one of the best parts, the reason I love Stephen King novels, it's is nice because to know that we're not the only crazy ones you argue stuff. With. It's crazy stuff." <laughs> It's crazy stuff like vampires and all, but it's regular people yeah. dealing with the situations, and they react as you would expect regular people to react. They are realistic characters. I did not find her realistic. I did not find that situation realistic. But they always say, trust no one. Trust no one. And Michonne screwed up and trusted her because she wanted a friend. 
She wanted somebody mm-hmm. who would understand her and who knew her and loved her. And that friend fucked her over. Uh, when it comes down to it, it, it yes, it, it seems a little odd that they would be existing in this realm, especially the way that they were. And it seems a bit too convenient that this, you know, this group came in and was able to take advantage and ended up running out so quickly after they came in and gained trust. But you know what? It was actually kind of a creative way to finally finish that wrap up. Mm -hmm. There could have been other ways that they could have done it, but it was, I thought it was creative in its own right. It's creative, but for me it was unsatisfactory. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) No, no, I mean, seriously, I really thought the whole thing with the whole thing with Michonne and and with 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 uh, Maggie and Tara and Tara and and the kingdom and all that there had been a big conflict between the communities. Well, that's your fault then. Why? Because I was expecting something that actually because you had an expectation that they did not be interesting. Right. Thank you. <laughs> I had an expectation they did not feel. Yes. That's why I said I was disappointed. I got you. I understand. I understand. All right. Well, okay. We are going to move on. What buddy. do you think about Negan being the voice of reason after everything? That oh, happened? Negan was great. Yeah, I think the Negan part is is. I think all of his conversations he's been having have actually been excellent. I think, that, but I think this one was one of the best mm-hmm. because he de- he definitely seemed a lot more reasonable in it, and he mm-hmm. was. He's been opening eyes before on like, okay, well, this is the reality I'm seeing that you guys aren't saying, but this one was a good one because it was like, uh, she is your daughter, idiot. Like, (laughs) and and see, and and I think, and I think this one, that this conversation between her and Negan is going to open her eyes to Negan Mm -hmm. because she ended up in the end, you know, reacting to to uh, her daughter the way Negan was saying she should. Yeah. You know, she finally, in the end, started talking frank with her and realized that the kid already knew all of it. Right. Yeah. That the kid had remembered all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And that that Negan was right. Yeah. Negan was, and it's probably the first time she's had the insight to say Negan was right. Yeah. About my own daughter. Yep. Well, in the last episode, she was kind of, that we talked about that. She was getting mm-hmm. pissed off because other people were right about right judging mm-hmm. her and but negan's crystallized it better yes, than anybody yeah he in this one definitely yeah i think it i think it uh, landed uh, a good hit yeah so it's probably going to be a uh, probably going to be a ch- dynamic change between them yeah it was also interesting that negan said that he had told judith everything and everything yep. includes him killing glenn and abraham right. well if mom especially did, after she taunted him with the fact that he didn't tell her yeah, and even even uh, Daryl was on the when they were sitting on the dam. He was like, "You haven't heard all the stories." Well, it turns out maybe she has. <laughs> well, she says that to him. Yeah, yeah. She says that to him. Something to the effect of, "I've heard more than you think I've heard." Mm-hmm. No, I the best uh, one of the best comments was when she said, "Well, what would my dad do?" And he didn't say anything. And she was like, "Yeah, that's what I thought." Which is now <laughs> yeah, right. Twitter hashtag, right? Oh yeah, there was a uh, yeah. What would uh, WWR G D D. Yeah. What would Rick what, Grimes what do? What would Rick Grimes do? <laughs> ah. <clears throat> so Oh God. I'm not buying one of those bracelets. <laughs> I've already got two on the way to you, buddy. Damn you. So I think we're getting into the hits and misses then. I think yes. so. You know, the last little thing is that two whispers saw everybody going into the Yes. Into oh, the kingdom. Yeah. You know what? I didn't realize that was a woman until it spoke. Until it spoke. They were really good shuffling there. Yeah. Yes. Very they were doing their shuffling. Yeah, I mean, it just shows, uh, you know, it's, it's like what we said last week, I guess, or the week before or whatever it was when we talked about, that there was probably going to be some big conflict at the fair. Mm-hmm. Of course, of and, course. And that's where we're going. Yes. With this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair time. Yay! I tell you what, on that note, I think we'll go ahead and take a break. We'll be back in a minute.
All right, everybody, we're back. Um, um, Kim, you want to take us out of the barn on the hits? So my hit is Michonne being all pregnant, about ready to pop, and kicking ass. So is fighting while being pregnant? Fighting while being pregnant. So they just slice the baby too. Slice her belly. That yeah, they slice the belly open. Like I'm thinking back to when I was pregnant. I they sliced not, your belly open. Well, they eventually did. Yes, but I did not want to move. And to think about Michonne like traveling all that distance looking for Judith, and then fighting and doing all that crazy stuff. Like you saw her, she was not as not quite as strong and fast as she typically mm-hmm. is, but. Like, I would have been on the couch. Yeah. And I would have been like, Daryl, can you go find her? Yeah, she w- you didn't <laughs> see her like... But you wouldn't have been in a desperate situation like she was. No. Kim would have been swinging a katana <laughs> around while eating mm-hmm. a hot dog. Yes. That's right. And, yeah, milkshakes. Yep. <laughs> so, kudos to pregnant Michonne for kicking ass. Okay. And for them showing a badass pregnant woman. I did like the comment when uh, Daryl found her on the river and she was like, this one was kicking me since four in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I had to get up. Couldn't sleep anyways. I was like, girl, I can relate. (laughs) I knew Kim would like that. (laughs) Yeah, would you see when she was, when he was getting her to sit down on the swing set He's like, well, you know, you are carrying a baby, and then she she gives him a dirty look, and he's kind of like, ooh, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Show no weakness. Uh, went too far with that What one. was your hit, Scott? What was my hit? Well, you already pulled my hit, and I, I was hoping you'd shut up. It was Negan. You always Negan was my up. hit. I know. I always do hope you shut up. No, I thought Negan was great. I mean, I'm really enjoying Negan's sage conversations from a jail cell. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think it's I think it's kind of a it's kind of a fun little thing that happens in the episodes. Yeah. And uh, and I hope that they continue it on for a while. That that was my hit actually as well. And like him saying that she's your daughter, she's not sitting down, lying down, taking shit from anybody. So like, right, <laughs> he's, he's, she's your daughter. And then right. yeah, and she's then, out there taking care of things. Yeah, and then her like her resulting uh, uh, reaction to that, where she's like, oh shit, and she knows right away yes. where she went. She's like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) That was good. He's like, like, she's out there getting things done like her mother. I had had one more hit, though. What? You have to read that. You're my mom, she told Michonne. You chose to be because you love me and I love you. And loving someone means doing whatever it takes to keep them safe, right? You're trying to make me cry, right? But but when did we stop loving Daryl, Aunt Maggie, Carol, the king? They hadn't, Michonne insisted. Then why, Judith asked, does it feel that way? Aw, that was when I started crying in the show, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, when, Kim, when Kim heard those lines from Judith, she on. was bawling. <laughs> That's true, I was. <laughs> You're tearing up a little right now. <laughs> That's That was funny. sweet, and it's so true. Is that one of your hits? Is that your hit? That was my, that was my other hit. That is so sweet. That was my main hit because it made Kim cry. Mouths of babes, you know. Yeah. Yes. Like yes. Kim was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's got a point though. I mean, you close yourself off to everybody. You're not supporting the people who are yeah. around you. How does that show love? It doesn't. Yeah. If you love somebody, you're supporting that person. She knocked it out of the ballpark. Very angry. She Kim. is such a good child. So, what was your miss, Kimmy? Hey. Uh... I don't know if I have a miss. Oh, really? Wow. I really don't. We definitely disagreed on this one. I really don't have a miss. You have nothing? Nothing. Well. I have nothing. All right. Well, Go ahead. Scott. My my miss is definitely Michonne's bestie shows up with the children of the corn. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, no. I No, for me, it's just the fact that that was the whole thing that drove all the communities apart. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, well. Stu? Uh, my miss was um, the scar was on Daryl's shoulder, even ah, though he got I the X that on his too. lower back. Yes, yes, because I caught that they too. hit him in the shoulder they with sh- an arrow. I know they shot him with an arrow, but he had the X on his shoulder, and they kept the showing X, it on his shoulder. Earlier in the episode, they showed the X on his shoulder. Yeah, and then he got. 
tagged on the lower back. Yeah, it was the same thing. No, the problem with the X is that it was elongated, so it looked like somebody had done surgery on him. No. Yes. Kept, okay. Episodes previously, in the earlier on in the season, they were showing his shoulder with the X. They consistently showed that X on his shoulder. And then they, when he got branded, it was on his lower back. No, they have shown. They have I'm shown. Sorry. They have shown both X's. They have shown <laughs> his lower back and the upper shoulder. No, and now we know what it's happened always, with both. For him, it's always been on his back. No, no he has a, the X was supposed to be in his shoulder. It wasn't the arrow. Yes. The arrow hit him yeah. in the front of the shoulder. Yeah, the and it went through the back. But that doesn't make an X. Because somebody had to have done surgery on it. That's what yes. I said. No, I'm sorry. They had to have cut it open. They screwed up. Yeah, I mean, that's, no, that's an easy no, way to... They screwed up. That's yeah, as simple I think they as that. Up. No, no. So they have two exact X's like that that just happen to be the same it's kind of X. It's not an exact X. The uh, one on his yes, shoulder is, is okay. elongated. Okay, okay. If that is the case, why did they not keep showing it on his lower back? Because his shoulders are sexy. No, why did they not show it? If that's the one, <laughs> if, if that is what they're trying to compare, why didn't they show it there? They never showed know. it there. They did show they it They wouldn't there. have shown where he had surgery no, on an arrow. I, yeah, I think they messed up. No. They screwed up. Nope. They fucked it up. So my my last little little thing no, is... No, we're done with the hits and misses. No, this is not a hit or miss. This is like an honorable mention. Where the <laughs> hell... <laughs> <laughs> it's not, we do not it's call an honorable hits mention. Misses and honorable mentions. Where the hell did Winnie go? And will we see her again? Yeah, we may have seen her. Maybe, maybe we'll see her <clears> again. <throat> I don't know. I don't know. We uh, people on Twitter were asking the same thing. Oh, okay, good. Well, then let's get into listener comments. Oh, listener comments, listener comments, listener comments. Joe Johnson, I apologize for being dark, but was I the only one that wanted to see Michonne kill those children of the corn motherfuckers? <laughs> anyway, who do you think's not making it to season 10? The Whisperers are coming. Shh. Seriously, we might, Shh. like, the end of the we season's coming up. Who is dying? We know Maggie and Daryl are not because they just signed a contract for three more seasons. Yeah. Uh, well, Maybe back, Tara. Okay, back to Get Joe's. Her out. <laughs> back to Joe's original comment. Scott, were you happy that she killed off all the children of the corn motherfuckers? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There, right there we go. Absolutely. We got an absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I was happy. Absolutely. Um, Emmeline Veltkamp said, "Well, now we know what happened to make Michonne so angry," and she has a shocked look on her face. Yeah. 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 I guess so. I mean. Still disappointed, but I guess so. I, I'm gonna have to buy it. I did have to. I, had, I did have to ask him. Isn't it kind of easy to knock kids down? Do you have to kill them all? I mean, they all had Probably knives. So. But I mean, exactly. you gotta have to like cut their arms off or something. I, no, but our kids no, like you kick could, them in. Yeah, you kick them kick in. Kick that boy knee. in the nuts. <laughs> kick kick him, him in the, the nuts. nuts. Whatever. He's gonna be down yeah, for I guess a while. They all be like. But if they're all coming at her at once, the easiest thing is to slice and dice. I would normally just throw the them on each other. The easiest thing is to other. pick that damn lead pipe up again. Yeah. She's pregnant. Take that to him. Remember, uh -huh. she is pregnant. So she's hangry? Oh, well, no, that's no, no, your no. excuse <laughs> for everything. No, listen. This is true. Her balance is going to be off. Like, she can't do the things so, that she normally would have been so able to do. So she's kind of like, oh, sorry. She was already... Oh, oh, whoops. She was already, like, not handicapped, but disabled a little bit. So so, so I'm I'm supposed to not have a problem with the fact that she ran into her friend in Virginia after 15 years who's leading these children to the corn. Yet I'm supposed to buy now that they took into effect her balance when she was fighting yes. children? Yes. Yeah. Because she didn't have uh -huh. any peanut butter. What? She's hungry. Oh, God. All right. Serenity now. Cash Cooper said, At Fear Me Podcast, solid episode this week. I am liking Michonne again, mostly because of the sympathy I feel towards her. The pacing of the story was bad. No need to wait until the second half of the season to reveal all of this, but once again, kids suck. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I feel bad for his uh. kids. <laughs> Renee Hansen at Iowa Mama of Three said, I really liked it. Love the emotion of Janai Guerrera. Wow. And Kaylee Fleming is outstanding. 
I love learning more about the past six years. Season 9 has really turned this series back around. Anxious for the fair. Bring I on the too. fair. Yeah. I can't wait to see what happens. Bring on the fair. We're going to have animal rides and, and a petting zoo and, <laughs> and carrots. And, and all lots kinds of, of shit. Uh, David <laughs> Valentin. When, you know, actually, when I read David Valentin's thing off Twitter originally, I thought he said that he, uh, Michonne was a likable character, but I was completely wrong. <laughs> he says Michonne has become a very unlikable character, but now we see why. I wonder what happened to the kid that ran away. That one that was not killed in the confrontation, which was um, Winnie that yeah. we were talking about. I uh, don't know. We don't know. I, and, and people on Twitter started... She went on to become governor of Virginia. Yeah, people on Twitter were saying, oh, maybe she's a whisperer now. Who knows? I think they're trying to set her up for not being around for season 10. Who? Set who up? Michonne. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Well, I think that's... Okay. I don't know. Do we? We'll do see. you know what she signed through or anything like I that? I think she's only supposed to be on for a couple of episodes for season ten. Really? Well, because Black Panther's going crazy. Oh, she's got okay. all kinds of movie deals oh, she, coming. Yeah, Why she would she stay on the, the Walking Avengers Dead thing and so forth? Yeah. Yeah. Mark Lavarnway said, "Can they please let Negan out at least an hour a day? He's losing weight and he has no ass. Not that I'm looking, but still." Mark, you are totally looking. <laughs> yeah, he's feeling bad for Love Negan. Love that ass. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. Okay. No more listener comments. Okay. Um, well, next week on The Walking Dead, Season 9, Episode 15, The Calm Before. The Fair at the Kingdom is underway, with all four communities coming together in celebration for the first time in years. While some packs are renewed, other deals will come at a much steeper price. Dun, 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 dun. What do you think that means? Well, obviously we're going to see some whispers attacking. Yes. And You think? The previews look pretty creepy with all the whispers coming at them. But we don't know. Like, are they going to get inside the walls Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be, yeah, treacherous um, travels, I think, for the most part. And they're bringing, trying to get to the fair. Well, and, and we've been Lydia looking at right we've been there. looking at security issues. The one yeah. one place we've not looked at security issues about is the kingdom. You know, we've seen what security issues they've got going on at, at Hilltop. We've seen it at Alexandria, but we've not seen anything about things at the kingdom. I don't yeah. think we really know much about what how uh, they're fortified at the kingdom. So we'll see. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We're the ones we haven't seen the kingdom situation, security situation. Yep. So that may come into play. But the interesting thing is that the whispers that we see in this episode that are spying on the kingdom, they are not seeing, from what we can tell, they are not seeing Lydia entering the kingdom. So they're going to approach the kingdom with the knowledge that... They know something's going on. They know something's going on, but they don't know that Lydia is there or not. Right, right. But now she will be. I think they already know about the fair. Because yeah. I like a, like this in the last episode, it's not a very hidden secret. But now, why do you think they didn't see Lydia? She was in that tray in that cart with them. She wasn't in the cart that they showed. That was somebody. Yes, else. Was. No, no, no. That was somebody else's cart. I thought that was the Michonne's cart. I did too. Oh, I thought it was somebody else's cart. The converted the converted car. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. It was I think sweet. they saw that Michonne's group going in there. Because I only saw two people in the driver's seat. And that's why they were like, oh, we've got to tell Alpha about this, because I think they saw Lydia in the in the back. I want to know why it's more handy to cut the roof off of the car when you're having the car, the horses. Um, less drag, less you. weight. My dad and his friends. Why not just friends, have the roof on top? My dad and his friends did that in high school. It's good in the rain. They wanted a convertible, so they all pulled their money to buy a car, and then they cut the roof off. I'm not going to make a comment about that. Why? It's fantastic. Because it would probably be negative. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, so you guys, please write to us. You can reach us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at fearmepodcast and on Facebook at facebook.com slash fearmepodcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. Good night. Good night, everybody. 